back to the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined as always with my co-hosts Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. Guys, unfortunately, UAB took a loss today. Um, in, in week two, as it, it always seems to happen, uh, 49 to 35 to Georgia Southern. So UAB falls to one and one on the season. Um, but this game recap and all game recaps this season are sponsored by Cahaba Brewing Company. And, you know, last week I talked about the Cahaba Pale Ale. This week I'm going to talk about one of my favorite IPAs out there, the Oka Uba IPA. Um, thank goodness I had a few of those tonight. Um, and, you know, Elizabeth and I were able to go out Friday night to the brewery where, you know, I, I failed to mention last week, they've got more than just beers on tap. They've got 26 beers, but they've also got cocktails. So, hey, even if you don't like uh, beer, you know, they, they distill there a little bit uh, and have some great mixed drinks. So definitely check out Cahaba Brewing Company. Again, you can always go to their website, um, and we actually embed that into the podcast link. But if if not, if you're driving and want to check it out later, it's cahababrewing.com. But thank you again to Cahaba. And guys, let's let's talk about when was the last time UAB's given up 49 points to a non-Power 5 team? And I don't know if Darian or Jimmy want to go. Uh, I mean, I can't even remember a time. Um, but I feel like we've got to start with this defensive performance that we saw tonight at the UAB Blazers. And I'm, I'm going to throw it to Darian. Uh, to get his initial thoughts. Yeah, I, um, the first thing that sticks out to me is um, I saw Davis Brand sending emails, you know. I, I saw Davis Brand sending emails to a couple of guys in the pocket. Um, I think I saw him go to Starbucks and come back and um, in, in, enjoy uh, a venti mocha lotta. I also saw him watch a couple of episodes <laughs> of whatever is new on Netflix. Um, he didn't get any – did he get pressure by anybody? I, I don't think so. Anybody. Did anybody. I mean, it could have been us. Were we out there trying – I tried to get through him on the TV, to him on the TV. <laughs> like, I didn't – I didn't – I don't think that worked. Um, so, we got no pressure. Uh, we barely got any TFLs. We barely got any tackle for losses. Um, I don't know what we did on defense. I can't. I can't name you one defender that played well. Nobody stood out. And it's funny because if you watch, if you really watched it, that North Carolina A and T game, and you didn't just stat watch, you could see some of these deficiencies. Yeah. And it was kind of scary. You know, they didn't have to run the ball. And their best asset is their running back. When they were running out the time, they said, ah, they've been Swiss cheese over the middle. Let's let's just keep throwing the ball. Because did we stop it? No. It felt like every time they was getting six, seven yards a pop. And it was so disheartening because so our only stops really was a dropped ball. We didn't <laughs> – we – I, I'm glad that we got the interception, but let it be known that it wasn't by a play that we forced. It wasn't pressure. It wasn't good coverage. He dropped the ball, okay? And a fumble when they were going in to score. We got lucky. Did we st – I think we got one – they punted once, I believe. I don't think they punted once. <laughs> did they punt once or did they didn't convert on fourth down? Or did we – 
two turnovers was the only time they didn't. Oh, God. Well, that's, <laughs> that's worse than I thought. <laughs> well, so obviously, it's going to be a lot of question marks going into this Louisiana game, man. And I know that we're still reviewing this game, but where's the pressure? Where's the sheer tackling? You know, Jackson Bratton, never heard of him. Don't know where he was at this game. I saw Everett Russo make some plays plays on the edge. I, I guess he was the one that played okay. Um, I hate to say this, but we need our guy. We need Fish. Fish in these moments always seem to make plays, and I just haven't seen that special play. Um, I don't – our DB, safeties, anybody. I can't – I'm trying to find anybody on defense. Offense, we put up 35 points with with three turnovers. The, the kids are in here going crazy, y'all. So y'all might hear some, but um, the offense put up 35 points even even with three turnovers. They put up 35 points. Our our defense didn't help them at all. And uh, Sione, Tafao, uh, I think this was like a, a introduction to college football for him. Because Georgia Southern is a is a is a good offense. They are a really, really good offense led by Brian Ellis. Shout out to B. Ellis. But uh, I think he'll be able to take this experience and grow from it. You know, this was this was tough. This was his first real test. And I'm gonna look at it, you know, glass half glass half full. And I think that he comes out Louisiana. He we know more about this team and I think he'll know what buttons he could press. Hopefully. All right, I'm going to throw it to Jimmy to get his initial reaction and thoughts. I mean, Darian covered a lot of stuff there. The one thing I wanted to just reiterate was Darian's last statement about Georgia Southern and their prolific offense. So, you know, it's not a surprise to me that Georgia Southern put up a lot of points. Uh, the fact that they put up so much through the air, they were not successful really running the ball. They didn't have to run the ball. Uh, as much because of how much success they were having uh, through the air. Uh, defensively, you know, I know it's hard after a game like that to think who really put on. I mean, uh, you look at the stat sheet, and, and Swoops had a good night on paper. So welcome back, Swoops, to the team. He had he was credited with nine tackles. So, I mean, that's something Ike Rowell had uh, seven as well. So, I mean, they held down the four a little bit. But Darian hit it, uh, the lack of pressure. Davis Brand didn't have a sweat. Dude doesn't even have to take a shower after the game. That guy, that guy didn't. That, that's right. He's going straight to the after party. Uh, and it does hurt a little bit with uh, a former UAB quarterback on the sideline doing what he did to us tonight. Uh, of course, we wanted, you know, a better result. I think what really is going to be interesting for us as we, uh, we dive back in the film and we do the after review is a question is how much Darren asked it during the game, how much of this is correctable, you know. Uh, and right now, you know, I want to try to be as optimistic as I can and say it's the really the first test that we've had against a good offense. And, you know, another note is it did not help at all right off the bat to have a turnover on the very first offensive play of the game and put the defense in that position, right? So before you blink an eye, you know, Georgia Southern's up 7-0. We're on the road in a good environment. And when you've got a defense that's trying to find their way, that didn't help them at all. So 
there was a couple guys out there that tried to make some plays, but uh, not a lot of great takeaways, uh, right, uh, from the defense. But uh, how about we talk about some offense, John? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Darian's got some thoughts. Defense is one thing. Defense is one thing to be as as bad as we were today on defense, but special teams. When special teams stand out as awful, like all around, the only highlight we had, the highlight of the game was the two-point conversion play. But then it was negated because we tried to do it again. And it was like, why did we even try to do that? I don't, I didn't get it. But, I mean, kickoffs, we can't kick it into the end zone. We kick it short, and then we can't cover. We can't cover. Like, I think we punt it. And uh, I guess the punt was good. Didn't we have a good punt? I guess. Uh, yeah. I, and we had good punt coverage. That was the only thing. We can't. We're not making easy field goals. Easy field goals. We missed the 28-yard chip shot last week. This week it was from 35 straight down the pipe. That was the, as Jimmy said, that was the, hey, the halftime, can you, can you win a car, kid? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I – I mean, could somebody help me there? You know, I I just I don't know. I had a couple of drinks, so I know I I know I know I'll say something wild. So let me just stop it right there. Yeah, again, shout out to Cahaba Brewing Company uh, <laughs> with those with the Okauba IPAs tonight. Uh, definitely helping us a good bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you guys have said it. Defensive performance miserable. Special teams lacked a lot to be desired and. I mean, if you if your offense, if you're Alex Mortensen, outside of that first play fumble and outside of the bad uh, Zeno pick, I mean, you couldn't have done much better outside of those couple plays. Um, and, and I thought Zeno performed well tonight. You know, uh, outside of that one interception, uh, just short ball thrown to Dallas Payne. We were watching here. He was wide open, and I know he had pressure on the backside. You know, Jimmy, we talked about that uh, before we went on. But you've got to make those throws and if, if you're going to make that throw. You know, that's a tough throw for a quarterback to make. But, yeah, I, I thought the offense was solid. Uh, offensive line that first quarter lacked v very little to be desired. Uh, but give them credit. Darian said, yeah, they, they, they recovered. Um, I, I think Luke Jones is still hurt. Um, so, it, yeah, he did not have – to a great game, um, but I don't know. I mean, I hope the mic can pick this up, but I know Jacob Zeno had the turnovers, right? But how much pressure did we put on Jacob Zeno to make so many plays, you know? I thought Isaiah Jacobs was having a fantastic game, and I thought that he maybe deserved more carries because Skull didn't seem like regular Skull. He seemed a little too riled up. And Jacob, I mean, Isaiah Jacobs just seemed more reliable. This game is the word that I'm looking for. But how I think we maybe put a little bit too much on Jacob Zeno to to make so many plays because he bailed us out a lot. So I give him grace for whatever turnovers uh, that occurred because he was he was the only one playing. And then shout out to Iverson Strap Hooks. That guy was balling. Like, our receivers are good. Our receivers are good, yeah. Um, Jimmy, I'm keeping up with Jimmy. What's the stat? 
Yeah, Hooks finished with six catches, 80 yards, a score that's 13.3 on average. So, yeah, I mean, it was really his coming out party. So, I mean, again, we're probably going to be talking about Strap all season. Uh, the fact that he went into the transfer portal there for a moment, Dilfer was able to convince him to come back and was just telling that guy, like, hey, I'm going to feature you in this offense. And we saw that uh, starting tonight, so that's really good. But going back to the Jermaine Brown and the Isaiah Jacobs conversation, I mean, you look – I mean, Darian's feel of the game, look at the stats on paper, too, is that Jermaine Brown had, I think it was 13 carries, and he averaged 2.6 yards a clip. And you got Isaiah Jacobs, who I think had, yep, and Jacobs had eight cut, or excuse me, eight carries for 47 yards and almost six yards a clip and a score. So, you know, Jermaine Brown, again, I think that opening, it was just, I can't express, like, how difficult it is when you go into, the, into a tough environment in a big-time game and on the very first touch – you give the ball to the other team. Like, you know that had to affect him. It affected the defense. We talked about that. Uh, it affected the offense because then, you know, you script this play. You go out in the second uh, drive, and I know you're going to run through the same script. But, I mean, you're down seven. You just gift wrapped him seven points. Um, so, but, yeah, offensively, just to kind of piggyback off of that, like I feel still really good about the offense. And I'll say this, too. We were talking about Zeno is that in the offseason we heard a lot about whether it was offensive line, they're replacing five starters. I think the jury's still out in the offensive line. They've had some good moments. Uh, they've had some in the first quarter we talked about that weren't good. We heard also that, you know, from the skeptics that we didn't make a quality hire. That's going to be a story. I think the jury is definitely still out because it's so early on that. But also another thing that skeptics said was that they were out on Jacob Zeno. I don't think it's too early to say they're wrong. Like what we've seen from Zeno in two games, he was running around, especially there in that first quarter, and he didn't get rattled. Now, I will say this at the end of the game, what stinks is he ends pretty much the game on a sack fumble, but, I mean, he was hit. Uh, he had the one bad throw. He had another throw that he probably wishes he could take back that probably could have got picked as well. But when you throw the ball 40-plus times with a guy that still is getting his bearings in the place, at, you know, as it relates to being a starter – I just want to say one of my takeaways is it's not too early to say that the skeptics are wrong about Jacob Zeno. And if we can continue to get some chemistry on the offensive line, we know the receivers are good, uh, that this offense can be prolific. Like Georgia Southern prolific, what they did to us tonight, what we can do against other opponents. But it's going to continually go back to defense and special teams as it relates to are we going to reach bowl, elig bowl eligibility or are we going to reach you know anything further than that. So. Yeah, great points, Jimmy. Um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, Darian, I want to kind of toss it over to you because, you know, you were alluding to earlier, um, I think before we hopped on, or no, while we were on, that they might be asking Zeno to do too much in this offense. But then again, that might be the Alex Mortensen and Trent Dilfer offense because we've, you know, heard from Trent and, you know, Alex in interviews that they want to put a lot on their quarterbacks. So, and yes, we know Jacob really wants, you know, at least that one ball back that he uh, threw the interception that was intended for uh, Dallas Payne. Um, but, but let's talk about, you know, kind of accountability and in, in making this offense prolific. I mean, I think the offense, they philosophy they have is good. But by God, when you run outside in the first half, like what five or six times, and then five out of those six times were for negative yards. Like you've got to kind of just say, okay, scrap that. We've got to do something different. And what I liked, that I think they got a little more towards doing that in the second half. But what they did in the North Carolina A and T game was, 
Okay, let's let our pass game be an extension of the run game. Throw it out, quick wide receiver screen, get Palmer on the drag or, or get hooks out and get, you know, five, six yards. I, I think they did a good job with that. Um, and I also think they kind of did a better job in the second half, too, on just kind of running up the middle. And I know, Darren, while we were watching the game, you were screaming, like, forget that outside crap. You've got to just run it up the middle if you're going to run it at all to try to get some positive yards. Yeah. Um, shout out to Alex Mortensen. I think he did a good job of recovering. I don't I don't think he had a – he didn't have a good first quarter calling the game, if I'm just being straight. But that's that's what you play the game for. You get a feel. You get you you know what's working. You know what's not, and then you adjust. And I think he did a good job of adjusting his play call, especially the running calls. That long handoff outside zone. Oh my God, that was driving me nuts. And they were getting so much penetration. It was taking so long to read the defense. By that time, they're all up our offensive line. I I couldn't even tell if we were blocking good or not because that play call was so long and drawn out. I couldn't really tell you what was missing. Um I think I think I think a couple of our O-linemen had a kind of a rough games. I I can say that Will Parker kind of had it rough. Um he got beat a couple times visibly to the point that the commentators were uh talking about it and you know, of course, I'm I'm not sure if Luke Jones was all the way healthy because he got beat bad a couple of times, but for the, for the most part, I feel like they recovered well. And a lot of times in life and in, and in football, it's about responding. And I feel like Alex Mortensen responded well. I feel like um, I feel like our offensive line responded well. Um, I would I would have liked to see Jacobs get more carries. But going on going on with Zeno, um, was he asked to do too much? Sometimes it's kind of hard to say that because you think about Patrick Mahomes, right, and you think about the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to put the ball in the in the hands of your best player, and especially if he's making plays. And he was the guy that was making plays for us. And we got we had 35 points, and we had three turnovers along with that 35 points. We had a defense that didn't help us whatsoever. At some point, the defense has to get the ball back. I mean, they, he had the interception, but come on. They got the interception. They got the fumble, you know. Um, so, I guess you can say that they got the ball back sometimes. But uh, <laughs> but the defense didn't help whatsoever, so it wasn't any support there. Um, shout out to Jacob Zeno. I think he did what he could do, and he, he got us through that first half. We had the lead. We did not deserve to have the lead to be 22. We did not deserve. You saw it. They got the ball back, and they scored in like 50 seconds. Yeah. A touchdown. It was just so disheartening. But – um. I think he's a superstar. I think he's a superstar. So I think what we need to do is we just need to find a better balance. Um, I think whatever game it is, sometimes the passing game is going to open it up for the running game and vice versa. And I just think we need to know where we at on that scale. We can't. We have to get out of, outside our own ego, and we have to see what's working. Go with that and then go back and then in, in, in implement the run game. Um, it seemed like we were trying to – forced the run game and that cost us in the beginning so uh, i guess that's all i got for that all right i think we better wrap this up um again hey i mean you know there's got to be some accountability in that locker locker room especially on the defensive side of the ball um i mean that's a good question i mean if you can't tackle and they can't fix tackling it's 
it's going to be a long year. And you got really good – I mean, not as good as – okay, real quick before we wrap this up, we say Georgia Southern is good, but the jury is still out on Georgia Southern. Like, we're going to see what happens the next few weeks. It, Exactly. Is George is the Georgia Southern offense really that good, or is UAB's defense just really that bad? And I mean, the jury's still out, you know. Yeah, listeners, hey, let us know what you think. You know, comment on the site or on Twitter. Hey, share this. Um, do is is hope? Do we have hope? Yeah, that's what Darian's saying. Um, Jimmy, do you have some? I was I was just gonna say, hey. We're at we're in the BV man cave tonight, and John before dinner, he he said a blessing over dinner. Dinner was great, it was fantastic. I'm gonna blame John real quick because he didn't say no blessing over that defense tonight. And before we go into our week three matchup against Louisiana, I need John in that chapel roll at the 50 yard line before the game, and you need to be saying some blessings on that defense, man, because we need we need it. So. Yeah, well, Darren, you got something else? I was trying to find. I was trying to find the uh, the game, the uh, Louisiana. What's the yeah? Did they beat ODU? Hold on. Um, let's check that real quick in real time. I mean, but regard. That's going to be. Did they? Hey, and that's going to be the thing, man. Like, we're we're down right now, right? This is a live reaction. This is right after the game. Like, we're going to be better tomorrow. It's week two, but. Everybody show up next week with some kind of energy to protect the stadium. We've been here before. We've been here a lot losing in week two. So I'm not going to say before. We've been here quite a lot. Uh, yeah, we've been here a lot, and then we've responded as a team. Uh, so I know it's a new staff. I know it's a new year, but it, it's so early. Uh, so show out to protect the stadium. Bring some people next week. Uh, you know, let's have a good game. You know, Georgia Southern was a good test because it was the next game, and I do think that we learned some stuff tonight. I do think that Louisiana is going to be potentially the next test, right, because I don't consider Louisiana as prolific as uh, Georgia Southern. And at the same time, they are certainly better than North Carolina A&T. And so this is a game in which we need to continue. You know, Darren asked, you know, uh, what can we do better defensively? It starts with fundamentals. So it starts with tackling right away. And offensively, we've got to protect the ball. You do a couple of those things, and I think that it's going to be highly likely that we can come out next week. I'm optimistic. On which side? Both. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me defensively is pressure. So I'm looking for – some type of pressure to make the quarterback on the other side uncomfortable. Uh, you know, that that's going to be key for me because we're so used to it, right? We've got this size uh, on the edge that looks like fearsome, right? You've got 6'5 on one side and 6'6 six, six on the other, uh, big guys. And we've got some guys that are highly touted in the middle too. But, and I know Georgia Southern, we talked about it, gets the ball out quick. But I don't know, man. Again, he didn't sweat their quarterback. So I'm looking for defense uh, for us to apply pressure. Offensively, I mean, what am I looking for? It's hard to, like, nitpick offensively. Like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, to protect the ball. You know, I think if we protect the ball, then we easily put up 40-something points a night. But I think if Georgia Southern does their thing, they put up 60. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like it would have mattered per se. 
So, you know, offensively, I want to see us uh, continue to get uh, the ground game going. We haven't really seen the ground game uh, to what we're accustomed to, so I'd like to see some more of that, to your point, balanced, Darian. But, uh, again, everybody show out next week. You know, let, let's get let's get crazy and protective. Let's go to 2-1. and one. Let's bounce back, and let's uh, get back on the right uh, side of things. Two things I'll be looking for next week. Front seven. So not only not only pressure, which Jimmy just spoke about, but our linebackers was on, they were on milk cartons. They were on milk cartons. Like only thing I can say is every Russo made some tackles out on the edge with his speed. Other than that, what linebackers? I don't I don't know any plays that they made. They didn't impact the game at all. Um, I hate to say it, but inside we I mean, they collapsed the pocket a couple times, but we didn't have any edge pressure. But we didn't, we didn't do anything. What the T, the TFLs, the momentum, all the momentum plays on runs, all the momentum plays on runs. They scored touchdowns or they got whatever yardage they needed to get. Our whole front seven linebackers, when it comes to run and run and passing game, what are what are we? Because we look like we look like a team you want to play against if you're if you're a good offense. And and then it's going to be – I, I want to see what um, our D.C., Sione, I want to see what kind of looks he's going to be able to give us because a lot of eyes are going to be on him, rightfully so. This is college football, right? I can look him in the eyes as a man and tell him all the eyes are going to be on you. But but what as fans, what we have to remember is we can we can be mad and we can do all of that, but we have to believe – we have to believe that our DC and that our head coach is going to get the defense right, and and that we're going to be uh we're going to be ready to go. So let's close this thing on out, man. All right, yeah, big game uh, next Saturday against Louisiana. Both teams are going to be uh, trying to get off the losing streak and get things righted. Honestly, a must-win game for both teams come Saturday. So we definitely, like Jimmy and Darian said, you know, we need you guys out to protect the stadium. I think it's kids' day, kids' takeover day. So bring your kids, be loud and. Oh, yeah, they took over in the Duncan household, yeah, that's for sure. You know, we, we had a Booger Jimmy and uh, Snoring Darian and game-watching John. So, <laughs> I'll take that. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Again, shout-out to Cahaba for these uh, game sponsoring these game recaps. And we uh, patreon.com slash blazerpod. We will have uh, more in-depth takes when we actually review the film on this uh, Georgia Southern game. Uh, but I'll go ahead and close this out. Blazer Nation, spit fire.